Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Hey, y'all, thanks for coming back. We just had a little bit of technical difficulties. Um, If you're watching this and you're wondering who is this lady on the internet or you're listening and you're like, who's this person in my ear? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of MPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure that you have your articles of incorporation with the state, getting EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure, okay, hey, making sure you have uh, contracts for clients and partners uh, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas and, um, hiring and training strategies so you don't get sued for discrimination. Okay. So I help you do all of these things. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you, I'm very happy that you asked. Um, I have been a licensed attorney for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. Hey, Jada. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. Okay. So that is why I am here. All right. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you're looking for some legal guidance, you're like, I don't know where to go. Somebody help me. I'm, I'm that person that you want to talk to. Okay. How are you going to reach out to me? You're going to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. And you are going to uh, book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you will also at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, be able to download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less link tree forward slash mpl consulting firm hey the lone trekkie oh you are not a lone trekkie girl i'm a trekkie too um link tree forward slash mpl consulting firm is also where you can subscribe to the youtube channel and the podcast so if you ever miss an episode you can catch up at your leisure um and um link tree forward slash mpl consulting firm hey margaret is also where you can uh, get your show merch so if you are a regular viewer of this show and you want to support Go grab yourself a mug, all right? And last but not least, um, this month we are starting a new topic uh, that we're going to be doing our NPL Nuggets on. We are starting on nonprofits, okay? So if you don't want to have to wait till the show for me to drop the little nuggets, I would highly encourage you guys to go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and pick up the nonprofit entities ebook. It's the first button there. Um, the book is only $9.97 and it really like helps you set up your nonprofit organizations. Um, I did girl. Okay. You see this 10, you see all the chocolate. All right. Um, yes, but, um, yeah, so nonprofits is what we're covering this month. So grab the book. It's only $9 and 97 cents. All right. Okay. So uh, I'm trying to think what else did I need to talk to you guys about? All right, now that we have gone through housekeeping on the business side, let's get to the show and why we're here. For anybody who might be new, um, this is how the show works. I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that you guys send to me. Um, I pull And I pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners, and we talk about them. So this is a time for you to get involved. This is a time for you to ask questions as long as they're respectful. I will be asking you your opinions and things like that and to give me some emojis. So I need your fingers, your hands to be ready as long as you're not driving. 
Um, yes, and uh, what else about the show? Yes, um, so please, please, please participate. It's so much more fun when we participate together, okay? Um, but yeah, so before we even um, start on our stories, I want to do our MPL nugget for the evening, okay? Now, we are in um, the last quarter of the year. It's October, Halloween's, um, you know, at the end of the month, which means that Thanksgiving and Christmas and are going to be right there, right? And this is the time of year when um, a lot of places are soliciting donations and when a lot of people decide that they want to do something for their community and, you know, set up some tor- some type of organization so they can, you know, prov- uh, provide a public good and serve their community. Hey, Jarek, and this is usually through a nonprofit organization, right? So um, the first thing I want you to know about nonprofits, well, a couple of things. One, nonprofits start out as for-profit entities. You start a nonprofit the same way you start a regular business, okay? And the second thing I want you to know about nonprofits is that Nonprofits, nobody owns a nonprofit. You may be on the board of directors, you may have founded it, you may be a managing person, but no one actually owns a nonprofit. It is considered a public good, okay? If you want more insight on nonprofits and you know what you need to do to get legit so you can start taking those donations, you know, and not be audited by the government and so people can write off the tax deductions, I encourage you to pick up the nonprofit entities ebook. Go to linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. It is the first link in the bio, okay? All right. So now we can move on to our stories. All right, music lovers. Music lovers. If you like reggaeton, if you're a reggaeton lover, give me an R in the comments. Hey, um, hey, hey, Kels Butter. If you are a reggaeton fan or if you like reggaeton, give me an R in the comments. I'm not a big reggaeton fan. Hello, S-Fab-T. Um, it's just not my zhuzh. But you like reggaeton, Jarek? Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I guess I'm, you know, the lone man out. That's okay. Reggaeton just ain't my zhuzh, but, you know, I don't yuck anybody's yum, right? So if you got, those of you who like reggaeton... Have you heard of an artist called Bad Bunny? Sincere 39, give me a thumbs down. Um, If you have not heard of Bad Bunny, um, you don't know the music. If you've not heard of Bad Bunny as a reggaeton artist, you may remember his voice from Cardi B's number one hit, um, I Like It Like That. He was, I think, the second person on the track after Cardi. Uh, But Bad Bunny, he is a huge name in the reggaeton world, in the Spanish rap world. Um, he's making, you know, he's out there making his coin, right? Um, and like any other artist, Bad Bunny puts out, yes, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny puts out albums. Um, and, uh, not too long ago, Bad Bunny put out an album called Safaera. Um, I don't know what that means, so please don't ask me, okay? So Bad Bunny puts out this album, you know, I'm sure it's a hit, people bump into it in the clubs, da 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 but um, somebody heard the so- the, some of the songs on Bad Bunny's album and was like, whoa, hold on, something's wrong here, okay? Um, there is a um, gentleman by the name of Omar Merced. He is... <laughs> Jade is laughing at me. Um, he is the manager of the, the company that manages... Uh, the company that owns the rights to 
a gentleman who goes by the stage name DJ Playero. Um, DJ Playero is considered a, uh, one of the, you know, foundational people behind reggaeton. Uh, he put out several mixtapes. Um, and in specifically, Omar Merced and DJ, DJ Playero, they are uh, saying that Bad Bunny um, used three songs without permission. Besa Tu Cuerpo, Chocha Con Bicho, and Sigan Bailando. I don't know what those words mean. I don't speak Spanish. I can kind of figure it out. But if it's if they're, if they're bad words, it ain't my fault. Anyway, so uh, DJ Playero and Omar were like, hold up, Bad Bunny, he's using our songs on this track, and he did not ask us permission, okay? And not only that, um, there was a Pitchfork review of Bad Bunny's album, um, and they, they made reference to the fact that his music sounded very close to... DJ Playero's, um, you know, was very similar to DJ Playero's music. Um, so DJ Playero and Omar Merced, they are looking for $150,000 from Mr. Bunny. <laughs> I don't know Bad Bunny's real name, but, um, they're looking for $150,000 from Mr. Bunny, right? Um, now I'm sure... Mr. Bunny, I'm, I'm, I keep calling this man Mr. Bunny. Somebody find out what his real name is. I'm sure he had nothing to do with the actual track. I think he's more of a rapper. I don't know if he does production. But because he's the one making the money off of this work, he is being sued by these entities. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm never going to stop saying it. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if people don't remember the song. If there is a copyright out there, if you are using somebody else's work in your song, you need to get permission. We have so many stories of people losing out on millions of dollars because they didn't do a simple, a simple, you know, ask for a license. We've talked about Cisco, who got sued for that one little snippet in his song, Thong Song, where he says, live in La Vida Loca. He was sued by Ricky Martin's people and has had to, hand, and has pretty much had to hand over all of the profits from the Thong Song, okay? Um, who else? Somebody else did that too. Uh, Robin Thicke with Blurred Lines. Everybody involved with that song had to hand over about 90% of the profits because they did not get the proper licensing. Ariana Grande for her song Seven Rings had to hand over 90% of the profits because she did not get proper copyright licensing. Guys, not having the proper licensing can cost you so much money. It is just worth it to do the, the you know, the, the, the background work ahead of time instead of having to do it on the back end. And then not only do you have to pay the fees, but you have to also pay, you know, penalties. Jada said, what at the Cisco situation? Yes, um, Jada, if you listen to, you know, the classic thong song, there is a, a section where Cisco goes, because she was living la vida loca and that's you know that's taken directly from ricky martin's living la vida loca they sued cisco for copyright infringement and they won um all right so um good luck to bad bunny um i if dj Playero is right you know he might get a nice little check from this safaera album all right but good luck to them what is that noise okay all right um, Kel's Butter said, well, Mr. Bunny is going to pay. I guess so. I guess so. Sincere 39 said, Thong Song was her. Listen, 
Thong Song had its day, all right? Don't don't hate on it now because the time has passed. Thong Song had a had an era, all right? Um, all right. So moving on to our next story of the evening. Um, as you can see, the title of today's show is called Does Donda Have a Data Plan? Um we all know that uh, Mr. Kanye West has been very, very busy. He recently just put out um, an album called Donda. Uh, I also talked to you guys and told you that uh, Kanye had filed a trademark for Donda housewares, like house goods, pillows, and things like that. Um, and uh, Kanye West is not stopping there. Kanye West apparently has um, filed a trademark for a technology line called Donda. Uh, Kanye apparently is interested in getting into making tablets, speakers, surround sound um, speakers, uh, smart watches, activity trackers, uh, smart glasses, flip covers. His mother's name is Donda. Um, Earbuds, headphones, wireless headsets, and downloadable electronic publications, so e-magazines and things like that, right? Hi, SNSS21. So, um, yes, so Kanye West is trying to, you know, expand or create or whatever, the, the Donda line, he's got the album, apparently he's coming out with the Housewares line, and now he's looking to come out with a technology line named after his mother. Now, I'm told, thank you for welcoming me back. Now, I'm totally down with, you know, Kanye wanting to honor his mother, uh, you know, and wanting to name all of these things after him. But I want to ask you guys, as you know, we are, would you want to buy technology from Kanye West? Would you want to buy Kanye West, uh, tablets, speakers, headsets? Would, would you, would you be interested in this Donda technology line? I personally, no. Um, because while, Kanye West is a brilliant artist, you know, all that stuff. I don't know Kanye West to be in technology. And I'm just wondering, you know, are these just being sourced from China and he's slapping his, you know, trademark on it? What's going on with these headphones? Um, SNSS21 said he's probably going to come, going to come with a game console like Soldier Boy 2. 76 Grimgrave said she is not interested in Donda technology. Neither is Margaret. Oh, Margaret, you got me the name for Bad Bunny. Thank you, my darling. Margaret's, uh, Margaret uh, found the name for Bad Bunny. His name is Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio. Hey! Um, Jada said, I don't buy Kanye West anything. Kels Butter said, not really. How much different would it be from what we already got here in these streets? Right, that's exactly what I'm thinking, right? It's not like Kanye West has his own factory where he's going to be building these items. He's probably going to license out to somewhere to get them or just, you know, uh, buy wholesale and then slap a label on it. So, um, so, you know, while I'm all for people getting their money, I'm sure there is a large population of diehard Kanye fans who would love technology merch from him. I am not one of them, but Kanye is really putting his his Donda line to work. He is, you know, expanding the brand, housewares, technology, album. Um, you know, he's doing a lot. So, you know, if, don't be surprised if one of these days you walk into Best Buy or you're on, I don't know, wherever you buy your technology and you see Donda brand something, okay? 
All right. Uh, before we move on to our next story, hold on. Uh, SNSS21 said, it's just Kanye doing some more sucker shit. Ooh, sorry. I did not mean to curse. Mom, if you're watching, I'm sorry. That, I try, I do my best not to curse on this show. Um, yeah, Kanye does his own thing. All right. Uh, before we move on to our next stories of the evening, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Wednesday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Look, Margaret, okay, my mother will talk to me. <laughs> All right, well, pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the starting phase of your business and you are looking for some legal guidance, um, hit me up. I want to help you out, okay? Go to linktree forward slash FPL Consulting Firm and book yourself a free 15-minute consultation today. Y'all are laughing at me about this mama situation. I'm not kidding, okay? Marlene does not play. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on to our, our next story. I'm going to ask you guys, um, this, uh, okay, I'm just going to give you, give you the, uh, the background. So, of course, you know, Nike is a well-known athletic line. Everybody wants Nike. Nike, like any other brand, they have to, you know, make sure that there is no trademark infringement going on with their stuff, Right. Nike recently tried to sue a shipping company called Shine Shipping. Um, uh, they, they, they were trying to sue them for trademark infringement. They were saying, hey, you're shipping counterfeit Nike items and we are holding you at fault. Yes, girl, Nike. Okay. So Nike's like, listen here, let's, let's, let's repla replace Shine Shipping with FedEx. Okay. So let's just say Shine Shipping was FedEx. Nike has basically gone up to FedEx and said, hey, you're shipping fake Nike stuff and we want to hold you responsible for trademark infringement, okay? So what do you think that Nike was successful in this trademark infringement suit? And when you give me your answer, please also tell me why. So Nike sued this shipping company called Shine Shipping and said, hey, you are shipping counterfeit Nike items, um, and we are suing you for trademark infringement, right? What do you, Kels, what, what do you mean what intelligent person did that? Um, yes, we are suing you for, for trademark infringement. So they went to the court, they said to the judge, hey judge, this shipping company, they're selling, they are, they are shipping out. They are shipping across the world counterfeit Nike items. We want you to hold them responsible. Hello, Camille. Uh, we want you to hold them responsible for, uh, for trademark infringement. What do you think the judge said and what do you think the judge's reasoning was? Okay. Now, Shine Shipping, they're not making, they're not making the Nike stuff. They're just sending it to different places. Um, Kels Butter said, why would someone go against a company like Nike? Um, well, here that's part of the question. The question here was, is Shine Shipping trying to compete with Nike? Are they trying to hold themselves out? High chocolate locked Ashad. Um, hold themselves out as a as a company that, you know, sells Nike items. SNSS21 said, Nike's doing too much. 
shaking my head. How are they supposed to know what's in the shipping container? Exactly. SNSS21. You hit it right on the head. Nike sued the shipping company for sending out um, uh, uh, counterfeit items. And the judge said, look, no, there is no trademark infringement here. Shine Shipping is not using your logo. They are not selling your products. All they're doing is transporting. The people you need to talk to are the ones who are sending these things out for transport. Margaret said, no, their job is shipping. Do they screen the items being shipped? I think the judge ruled against Nike. And you're absolutely right. So this is very different from... The cases where we have vendors who have been, you know, they they have places in malls and they're renting out booths and things like that. And the malls are held liable um, for trademark infringement because it's very obvious that your tenant is selling counterfeit goods. However, thank you, Camille. Y'all, if you didn't know, my my friend Camille, she is a very smart lawyer out on the West Coast. Um, But yes, so it's one thing if, if you're a vendor in a mall... You know, the landlords, they can come and see. They know, they know what you're selling, right? Um, oh, hey, Steve. And, um, but it's, if you're just the shipping company, you're just going from here to here. You're not looking in the boxes. You don't know what's in there. You can't be held responsible for that. Hi, that Brandon guy. Um, Kels Butter said he agrees with the ruling as well. Okay. Yeah, so Nike lost this one. Shine Shipping, they are, they are out of hot water, but yeah, this is, um, so if you are not involved in the process of actually selling the trade, the the infringing goods, your, um, your level of liability is much lower. However, if you're providing space for counterfeit goods to be sold, you're providing a venue, right? And basically you're profiting off of that because your, your tenant has to pay you rent so they can sell these counterfeit goods you can be held liable, but the shipping company themselves, they can't be held liable. Uh, Camille said, Camille Granville said, Nike was trying to punish everyone because they are the big dog and because they can't. Absolutely. We talk about that all the time. Trademark bullying. When you have large companies, because they have such, you know, deep pockets and they can basically drag litigation out, they can really, you know, bully smaller companies. Remember, we, we had that, con- that um, we had that case a while ago. Of, it was like backcountry.com and they were going after everybody who had backcountry in their business name, right? So there is um, one of the downsides of trademarks is people being able to be a trademark bully. We've also seen that with Monster Energy Drink, right? But um, in this case, Nike did not win. Shine shipping is uh, off the hook. It's not their fault that people are shipping counterfeit items. They just send it there. They're not. Cle- they're they're not. You know, involved in the creation process or you know the the counterfeit process. But uh, yes, good luck to them. All right, so we are moving on to our final story, and then um. Ooh, oh my gosh. Ooh. So we're moving on to our final story, and then what we can do is um, we can do Q&A. If you guys want to ask me about my vacation, um, we can do that, all right? But um, our last story of the evening, this is something, you know, we, we talk about this all the time on this show, but um, this has a little bit of a, of a different outcome. Hold on. 
That Brandon guy said that would be like trying to sue FedEx or USPS. Exactly. That was the example that I said. If you replace Shine Shipping with FedEx, you know, it doesn't make any sense. They're not checking the boxes. Um... Like, even when you go to the post office, they basically just make you, make you sign a paper promising that you're not sending anything illegal, right? But they're not actually checking the boxes. All right. So, moving on to our final story of the evening. Um, has anybody, have any of you guys heard of the model who goes by the name Emily Ratajowski? If you have heard of Emily Ratajowski, uh, please give me an E in the comments, okay? Um, so this is the case of Emily Ratajowski versus Robert O'Neill. Robert O'Neill is a very famous paparazzo. We have actually talked about him on this show multiple times. He is notorious for suing celebrities for posting, um, his work on their social media. And his work is basically to take pictures of celebrities, right? Um, so Robert O'Neill, this is his latest case of suing for copyright infringement. Oh, nobody's heard of her? Okay. Uh, Robert O'Neill took a picture of Emily Ratajowski. And um, it was a picture of her. She was in a coat and she had some flowers in her face. Uh, and she, she saw, she took the picture. She saw the picture. She was like, ooh, this is cute. And then she posted it in her stories. And then she put a caption saying, mood forever. Okay? Um... So, Robert sued Emily Ratajowski for uh, copyright infringement, and he wants $150,000 plus any profits that Emily Ratajowski made. Now, keep in mind, Emily posted this picture in her IG story, so it's not in her post, it was in her IG story, so it was up for 24 hours, Um, and... Oh, Steve said someone should break his camera over his head. Uh, so Emily, she didn't take this lying down. When Robert sued her for copyright infringement, she said, you know what? No, this is not copy, copyright infringement. This is fair use because I transformed this piece of work, all right? I took your picture and I wrote a caption on it. So she basically said, because I wrote a caption on your picture that I posted on my IG stories, I have transformed this work. It, you know, it's something totally different. It's a fair use. You can't sue me for uh, copyright infringement. Yes, Jared. Listen, paparazzi money is not coming like it used to. You got to make money how you can. That's why a lot of these paparazzi people, they are suing celebrities for copyright infringement because it's an easy way to make ten, $20,000. Um, Butter said, don't these people have to sign something before they hire him for work? No, because sometimes the paparazzi will just see them in the street and they'll take pictures of them, right? Um, hi, on Minaj J. Thrice. Um, Seven Six Grimke said, good for her. Jarek is laughing. Uh, Steve said, Robert's a straight up clown. Well, um, the, ju- the thing is, Robert's not a clown because the judge didn't, um, didn't uh, agree with Emily's reasoning. The judge was like, girl, you put a caption on it. That didn't transform the work. It's still his. Camille said, these cases are interesting. And here I thought only the employment lawyers had all the fun. Girl, where you been? We've been here for three years. Okay. We have great fun on here. Um, Yes. But Emily was basically like, because I put a caption, this thing, you know, I really put my stamp on this picture. This picture wouldn't be nothing without my caption. And the judge was like, girl, please. Um, 
So Emily uh, has, uh, she lost, uh, or her argument was not accepted, um, but Robert hasn't necessarily won. They are still litigating this. Um, Margaret said, I agree with Emily. Can't they sue for invasion of privacy? Uh, well, mm, I think paparazzi, I don't know what the paparazzi laws um, since he 39 said, run Robert his money. <laughs> okay, you're on Robert's side. I'm not on Robert's side, but I'm also not on Emily's side. I, I actually don't care for these copyright infringement cases because I just think there there's, copyright laws need to catch up with social media at, at the end of the day. Um, and that's what the issue is. Our copyright laws are antiquated. They were never meant to, uh, take technology like we have now into account. So that's why you have a lot of these, um, licensing issues coming up. But anyway, um, the, the judge basically said a caption is not enough to transform a work and make it fair use. So, um, I don't know if Emily is going to have to pay a whole 150 K, but she's definitely probably going to have to pay something. So I want to know from you guys, do you think Emily should have to pay anything? Or, um, <clears throat> since the other said there's no privacy in public, right? For the most part, yes. Uh, there, there's always exceptions to the rule. Look, no lawyer will ever tell you definitively yes or definitively no. There are always exceptions to the rule. But yeah, um, so we don't know if Emily's going to have to pay this money, but pay 150000 but we know she's probably going to have to pay something. But do you think that Emily should have to pay anything at all? If you think Emily should have to pay Robert some money, give me a dot, some type of money emoji. If Emily should have to pay, give me a money emoji. If you think Robert O'Neill needs to go on somewhere, give me a boot, like we're giving Robert the boot. So if you think Emily should have to pay money, Give me a money emoji. If you think Robert should get the boot, give me a boot. Margaret said, I don't think she should have to pay. Okay. Steve said she shouldn't have to pay him. Jarek said tax that ass, run him some money. Since it 39 is saying money. 76 Greenberg said money. Hey, Nessie time. Um, Camille said, wait, if Emily profited, she should have to pay something. Share. Well, th that's the thing. How how are we going to determine that she profited, right? Did she, she didn't put a link to, to, to items in the story. It was literally just a photo in her story. So they would have to prove that she profited from it. Steve thinks that Robert should get the boot. Margaret thinks Robert should get the boot. Okay, so we, we've got a little bit of, you know, a little tug of war going on here. All right, I like it. Um, for me, I, 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 my answer is again, I think that copyright law needs to be revamped, especially in these cases of celebrities, you know, people are making money off of their faces um, with their pictures. Why can't they at least post it on their social media? Right. But that's my thing. Um, Jada said she should have to pay some money. Uh, she said that because of engagement with her page. Okay. She, if she booked a job because of that picture, that, that is a very, that, okay, I get it. All right. See, this is why you got to have lawyer friends. I got two lawyer friends right in, in the audience. Okay. Camille and Jada. Um, Margaret said it's a picture of herself who gave him permission to take her picture. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it's not as if he went to her house and took the picture. She was kind of just out in the street. Um, and while there is a right of publicity, it usually has to deal with people using your image to sell products, okay? 
Um, Camille said, yes, I think she should have to pay. She should have given credit appropriately. Jarek said it's a hard thing to prove. Okay. All right. So, so I, I, Camille, I agree with you. I think that she could have at least, you know, added the photographer, you know, to let people know who did the work. So we'll see what happens. Margaret said these laws do need to change. I totally agree. All right. Okay. So, oh, wow. That took more time than I thought. All right. So those were the stories that I wanted to share with you. Thank you guys for being so engaging today. We had a nice crowd. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow with more stories. Uh, make sure that if you have not picked up the nonprofit entities ebook, make sure you pick it up again. It's giving season. Yes. Come on back, girl. It's giving season. A lot of you are going to want to, you know, get involved with, you know, charitable, charitable works. So I would highly suggest that you pick up the nonprofit entities ebook so you don't get in no trouble, uh, with the IRS over donations. Uh, but yeah, but we'll be back tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, tell your friends, if you find anything that you want me to talk about, please send it to my inbox. You know, I love when you send me stories. Make sure that you are booking your one-on-ones uh, at linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm. Have a good night to all of you. Thank you for hanging out with me. This is so much more fun when you guys participate, and I really thank you for rocking out with me for so long. Some of y'all have been with me for years, and I thank you for your dedication, okay? So have a good night. Love you guys. Bye.